when I was very active in children's ministry, um, one of my favorites was the uh, parable of the uh, the servants with the talents of gold. Right, exactly. And one of my favorites. Kids always love that one. I said, do you know how much money that was? How much a talent of gold's <laughs> worth? And they'd say, oh, no, how much is a gold, a gold talent? We, I figured it up. And it's millions and millions and millions and wow. millions of dollars that each servant was given. And the guy with the one talent of gold, you know, he buried it. And I, I you know, when I, I talked to people in church and I talked to the kids, they'd say, oh, yeah, I just, you know, he had his one little, one little gold coin and he buried it, Brandon. I said, no, it wasn't a gold coin. It was worth between half a million and a million dollars. Yeah. Can you imagine what you could do? A million dollars? But he buried it. So God had given him, you know, the, the, the master had given him something of extreme value. Mm. But he didn't utilize it. And meanwhile, the one, the, the, the one servant was given, near, it was like 10 to $15 million. And he used it and he gained more of what he had been allowed to have in life. And then when the talent was taken from the servant with the least, it was given to the most. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as we kind of walked through those verses and, you know, some of the kids would say, oh, that sounds mean. Like, no, God re is rewarding those that are um, doing what they need to do. And God's using um, the people that are responding. And, I, I, you know, as I look through those things in business, because I, I really enjoy the, the aspects of business in the world of, of finance to a lot of biblical principles because mm -hmm. you know I, I kind of always grown up on the you know god's not a god of order or not god's not a god of disorder but he's a god of order right and the whole money and finance world follows this kind of logical train for if you save now and sacrifice now it's going to be worth a lot more down the road absolutely and you know Delayed i find a lot of a lot of spiritual connotations on that <laughs> a lot time. Big time. We don't have enough time for that one. Um, yeah, no, we could I, go all day with that. Yeah, I, I feel like there's all these spiritual connotations with with the finance world. But as I talk to people, just off the street, and they can be believers. Some of them are believers. Plenty of them aren't. And I try to talk about those concepts. I realize man, there's a lot of people that aren't wanting to go through that sacrificial mm -hmm. step to achieve something better. Right. And I, I've got some really wonderful friends in the Jewish community. And um, I've, I've got, I'm friends with some uh, very, very cool people. And they talk to me about how in the Jewish tradition and the Jewish faith, they, you know, they put self-sacrifice on this absolutely high pedestal mm. of we have to save for the next generation. We have to save for the people that we'll never meet. And they, you know, they feel that God calls them to that level of self-sacrifice. Self -sacri yes. And then we look at, you know, um, people in the Jewish world generally are very, very well off when it comes to finance. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a couple of Jewish um, clients that I, I have, and it just their financial um, understanding just blows my mind. And you know, a lot of them said, "Well, you know, my great grandpa sacrificed, and he did this, so I'm going to achieve this today." And right. you know, my 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 family members have have done these things in the past, so I'm going to do this today. And I look at these levels of self self sacrifice, and you know taking up your taking up some level of a cross today right. and carrying it. And I'm like, Oh gosh, there's so much spiritual implications on this and it works in the physical world. And you know, if you're a Christian, you believe the word of God, then it has all this stuff is very true on a, uh, on a spiritual level. Right. But it's also something that people miss on a, 
I feel like a very continuous basis. And even though the proof is there, the, the, um, the results are there, but people don't want, people don't want to look at it. They want to look at the level of self gratification and whatever they can get for today. Right. Well, and a lot of the time back to the talents, it is not only, um, not only hurting you to not sacrifice the biggest, I think, obstacle between someone who embraces self gratification right now and someone who embraces delayed gratification is going to be that fear factor of, I'm afraid that uh, either of discomfort, I'm afraid of um, being destitute and not being provided for, not being able. So I'm, I'm afraid mm-hmm. of my own capability, like a grasshopper. Or I'm afraid of all the decisions that I have. That's that's an, like what we talked about with the laundromat and all the decisions that you have right now. Mm-hmm. Because when God gives you, you know, two talents, millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of gold, one objective obviously is to multiply that to, so that you can return it in, in, you know, in judgment. But the other piece is what how many people's lives can you bless with, with those investments? Yeah. And that's where it comes back to working with people who are equally yoked. I'm really glad you bought, brought that up because as you grow, no matter what level you're at, you will have the opportunity to work with people. And sometimes those people are absolutely God sent. Sometimes there's people who you can tell are going to be, um, it's going to be a rocky relationship, but but maybe you feel called to serve them in a way and you still yeah. move forward with working with them. That's valid. Absolutely. But in the, in the big picture and generally, I think making sure that the people that you're working with are equally yoked, mm-hmm. that the mission of whatever you're investing your talents in, or sometimes it's your money. Sometimes it's literally your talent, which is, I like that metaphor for that story, your time, your energy, your gift, whatever your gifts are, investing that into a mission that Mm -hmm. serves God's kingdom and serves your, uh, the miracle that God wants us all to step into, because we all have one. And I think that is a really good way. And as I talk through this, it's kind of eye-opening for me too, as I'm in a bit of a pivotal stage in my life also, to really take time what you said earlier of of yeah you know there were a lot of times where someone came into my life and i'm like oh that must be what god wants i'm doing that right now boom and it's like wait did i really pray on that did i really give that a chance to be a yes or a no and and use discernment to and and all of these different variables that we're talking about now to make a a well-informed decision because i don't think god's a a god of snap snap decisions you know there's a very divine plan here that if we just try our best to hear, you know, hear from him and say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do what you're calling me to do. I just really need this discernment right now. Is this person, the person I need to partner with? Is it the hotel? Is it their mission? What kind of people are invested in that hotel? Yeah. What's their goal in, in, in their, uh, life's work building toward, do I want to associate with that X, Y, Z? And, and that's where for people, I think you start to get past fear and be willing to take that leap of faith, even though it's scary, because there's a purpose that all the boxes are checked. You know, your, your talents are multiplying, you're blessing mm-hmm. other people's lives. Um, you feel like your, your gifts are being, 
uh, utilized in the way that God, you know, has has gifted you to do so. And all those things start to come together and you start to have a life that doesn't have that missing piece. Because I think, and this is the last thing I'll say about it before I ask you to give your piece, but I think that, you know, we're incomplete people. We, we've got a void in our heart and that's because God designed us that way. We need connection with our creator. Mm-hmm. And I think in a big way, the physical manifestation of that is that most people, including myself, even if life looks perfect on the outside sometimes, have a missing piece in their life of, oh, if only I could address this. And sometimes it's an excuse. Sometimes it's not really it, and you need to just run to God with everything. But if you're running to God with everything, and there's still a, a little cube missing from your heart, and you can identify like, oh, maybe it's because I'm using 90% of my energy on a, a quest that God doesn't really have for me, but I'm doing it out of fear. Maybe I'm stuck yeah. in a job I don't like. Maybe I'm playing it small because I'm afraid. And if you could just fill that cube with this kind of a process for discernment, I think not only is it a spiritual tool, but it's a massive, um, t- speaking to the Jewish community and the way that they've been able to cultivate a culture of prosperity, it's, it's a great tool to use in discernment to make good decisions from a business perspective. 